Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We continue to roll on. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Dan Graziano joins us at 11.30 Eastern Time, 30 minutes from now on all the storylines across the NFL. We begin with a really large difference in opinion on how to handle players getting ready for the season. This has been particularly tricky this year. And we saw it last year with no preseason games. But with three this year and the cut down from four, there has obviously been a major shift among teams in how they should handle their teams getting ready for the year. You are seeing some teams like the Giants this week who are treating uh, this preseason game, their last one, they're facing the New England Patriots like it is their dress rehearsal and they haven't played a lot of their starters in the first two games. You've seen other teams that have played their starters for extended periods in the first two games and now are backing off and treating it like it was the fourth preseason game. But again, you've got three weeks now before the season starts. But then there are the injured players. And this has always been a point of contention, but I think more so this year than ever before. The players who are really coming off of injury. Listen to Joe Judge discuss what's going on with Saquon Barkley and how he feels uh, about how important it is for a player to actually get hit at some point in the preseason, especially coming off injury. I think every player has to have physical contact and experience the hits they're going to take in a game before it becomes live, full speed, and regular season. And the reality of nature is the speed of the game increases from preseason to regular season to postseason. That's just what happens. For us to put a player on the field without preparing him either through practice or preseason games without contact, we're putting that player in danger and at disservice. Now, having said that, we go right now to news from Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Jordan Ronan said the Giants starters will play a minimum of one half Sunday against New England. That from Joe Judge. But Saquon Barkley will not play. So what that means, based on what Joe Judge just said, is that he is planning on Barkley getting his time in getting hit before the season in an even more controlled environment in practice. But he's going to take shots before you get to the regular season. There's, to me, no other way to do this. Because the last thing that you need is somebody like Barkley, who is as integral to the Giants' offense as he is, going into the year not knowing what it feels like to get hit in nearly a year trying to trust a leg with a torn ACL. How exactly are you supposed to feel confident? Well... Let's turn to the Dallas Cowboys, who now say that Dak Prescott has no restrictions whatsoever in practice. He's all good to go. The leg, which has not been an issue so far, perhaps in overcompensating for that, forced another injury, as we know, with Dak's shoulder that has helped him or that has held him out through a lot of camp. But right now, no restrictions. The Cowboys are not playing Dak Prescott. What are we doing? How can you put a quarterback out on the field who had a broken leg last year and now a shoulder injury this year 
with having never gotten hit at all through camp and expect him to perform at a high level against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on opening night. How? How do you expect that to work exactly? Here's the answer. It's not going to. This is why I have the Cowboys as one of the biggest flops in the league. The way they tend to handle these things, to me, is just absolutely silly. Of course, you don't want to get Dak Prescott hurt in the preseason. I understand that. But look at how Joe Judge is handling this. We're going to get him to get hit. We're going to do the best that we can to keep that in as controlled an environment as we can as well. That's only going to benefit Barkley. And frankly, when you have held him out in 11-on-11s as much as you have up until the last day or two, playing him in a preseason game might be a little bit irresponsible, but you're not going to go into the year and get him uh, in a situation where he hasn't been hit. You still have another couple of weeks before you get there. So now Dak is going to be in that situation. No restrictions. Is he going to get hit before the season starts? Doesn't feel like that's the case. Doesn't feel like that's the case at all because quarterbacks, as we know, you never hit them in practice. I think the Cowboys are making a massive, massive mistake here. One other note, as we'll get to the call in calls in one sec, at 888-729-3776, the league did say this morning that they are going to try to get to a point of mandating vaccines this year. That was just this morning among players because I think they're seeing what's going on and seeing that this might be a problem, and they are working with the Players Association on that. But the Players Association has not been receptive to that up until this point. Let's get to Diane, who is up first on Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. She joins us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Diane, how are you? Good. I hope you are also. I am great. That's great to hear. Enjoying your fill-in for Greeny. I hope all is well with Greeny in Connecticut, wherever he's located. I hope all is well with him. Enjoy him very much. A little bit of vacation. Speaking of someone who's won, let me just tell you quickly. I live in Mosick. I'm one mile from the New York Yankees AAA. Mm -hmm. Ball club, I'm very pleased with what the Yankees have been doing in reverse lately. But to the point. I'm a 55-year, yeah, that's right, I'm telling my age, (laughs) 55-year Cowboy fan. I've spent a lot of time in Dallas-Fort Worth area over the years. Uh, I've seen from uh, Roger to Morton to all all of them. Mm -hmm. And I think Dak is one sharp cookie. I think, yes, he's a lion. He wanted to play. But I think the coach uh, reined him in. And I think with doctors and, you know, the staff there, they wanted to make sure everything was cool. And I, I don't think they show their hand as much as they used to. I don't think a lot of teams really show their hand like they used well, I, to. Listen, I understand um, that, Diane, but the problem that's here is... Cool. It, Actually, years ago, they did do that. They well, didn't but, show but their Diane hand. Here, the but, problem here is, and thanks for the call, is that when you're trying to get ready for a year and you have a player coming off injury and he sustained another injury overcompensating for that injury in camp, you have to make sure he's fully ready for the year, and that's going to take getting his confidence back up. It's going to spend – Dak is going to spend the first week or two trying to get his confidence back up in his leg standing up, 
and his shoulder holding up, all of that. That's a big concern for the Cowboys, and I think his shoulder is going to be a problem for a lot of the year. That's why I think the Cowboys are in a flop-type position. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Greeny on ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no contract. All on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Up next, why the Pac-12 is just asking to die. We'll tell you in moments on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Are you ready for some football? This is Keyshawn Johnson. I'm ready. Whoa, get ready, bam, lamb, get ready to ride. The countdown to kickoff continues. 13 days. Put your hands up. Touchdown, DK Metcalf. The biggest season ever. And it starts every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. And continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. The Pac-12 is just absolutely lost right now. Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN Radio. We've got the Red Hot Yankees this weekend. Yankees and A's from Oakland. Sunday at 7 p.m. on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Sunday Night Baseball Preview brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. Shop the impressive Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G and the Z Flip 3 5G at Samsung.com. This is, uh, as a major fan of college sports, this has been aggravating to watch. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, as always presented by Progressive Insurance. So the Pac-12 yesterday announced that they will not be seeking to expand at all moving forward. After earlier in the week, they formed their alliance with the Big Ten and the ACC. Everybody's getting nervous again because Texas and Oklahoma are headed to the SEC. And they should be. The Pac-12 decides, let's form an alliance 
where we have handshake agreements with the Big Ten and the ACC that maybe we'll schedule some games together, but maybe we won't pluck each other's teams either. Shake our hands on that. You know, it doesn't actually have to have any teeth, but let's just, we'll agree to it. You know what the alliance actually means? Just come here for a second, listen to me, one sec. You know what it means? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. There is no honor amongst thieves, and you should know that. But in actuality, you have three commissioners who are basically all rookies. Kevin Warren is in his second year running the Big Ten. Jim Phillips is in his first year at the ACC, and George Klebikoff is in his first year at the Pac-12. Let's form an alliance, make sure we don't steal each other's teams. And then the Pac-12 goes and decides, we're not going to expand. We're good. You're out of your minds. You're going to trust the Big Ten. You're going to trust the ACC. You're going to trust the SEC to not try to expand their footprint out west. They can tell you all they want about what the alliance means. It means jack squadoosh. Nothing. Zero. This is not the Warsaw Pact or some other famous alliance that I don't know anything about, but I just Googled famous alliances, and that's what came up. I mean, for Pete's sake, I'd rather have Boston Rob running this than the guys who were in charge. They have absolutely no concept, especially out west, The Pac-12 is going to die. As we know it, there are too many schools there that are attractive to these other conferences, and the conference itself is basically being held together by tape. The Pac-12 network has never really worked. They didn't get enough carriage, and there's not enough respect for the Pac-12 in terms of their football schools that when it comes to getting into a college football playoff, good luck. You better be perfect and then some. To have this level of ignorance running a conference is mind-boggling. If you are not trying to advance your own cause, you are asking to die, and that's exactly what the Pac-12 is doing right now. They are asking to die. We are headed for likely three super conferences. And they might all get renamed. But the Pac-12 is going to die and the Big 12 is going to die. Even though the Pac-12 did the Big 12 a massive favor by saying, we are not going to try to expand. And take any of those schools that are actually good? Are you out of your mind? Of course you should be trying to expand. And what's the Big 12 doing today? Well, our, our Heather Dinich confirmed that the Big 12 is very much having active discussions today about expanding and about who they can bring in and, quote, everything's on the table. Now, are they going to be able to make their case enough to bring in, to poach away a Pac-12 school or two? I doubt it. I doubt it because that would be an incredible monetary commitment they would need to make to those schools to get them to leave right now. And the Big 12 
is not in a position to do it. SEC is. Big Ten is. ACC is. Those three conferences are going to run the show. And George Klebikoff, or and I apologize for mispronouncing your name. I apologize for nothing else here. Does not want it to be on his watch that this conference falls apart. It's going to be because you're trying to form alliances that mean nothing, that have no teeth, no force of law to them, and you're not looking to expand. Mark my words on this. Between the SEC and the Big Ten, Washington, Oregon, Stanford, Cal, USC, UCLA, they will be split up nicely between those two conferences between five and ten years from now. Stanford and Cal are going to be in the Big Ten. Washington and Oregon could very easily be in the Big Ten. UCLA and USC very easily be in the Big Ten or in the SEC. Make no mistake about it. They don't know what they're doing, and you have a bunch of rookies who are running the show right now. Chris Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. It is the summer of Dash Pass, and members are getting $10 off groceries, alcohol, and pet food because summer. Try Dash Pass for free. Get year-round savings, exclusive menu items, and zero delivery fees now in the DoorDash app. Terms and conditions apply. Up next, the flops in the NFL. Am I right that the Cowboys are going to fall apart? We'll talk about it all in just moments. Dan Graziano joins us next on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Previously on Greeny. I don't want to get into too much of how analytics are ruining it. They are. Last night, 
Taiwan Walker had thrown 73 pitches. The Mets had a one-run lead, he got two on, and they yanked him. And guess what? The Mets lost. Weekly Rewind, brought to you by Dell. For your small business reads, call a Dell Technologies advisor today, 877-ASK-DELL. Chris Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. We're coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Let's go now to that Goodyear hotline and welcome in the man, ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano, who joins us right now. Dan, Chris Carlin, how you doing, man? I'm great, Chris. How are you? I'm terrific. I am really um, befuddled isn't the word. I'm not that bright to begin with, so I don't know if I technically could be befuddled, but uh, I may be confused is the word, Dan. There have been so many different approaches here from teams as to how to handle this third preseason game. We're seeing some treat it like it's the true dress rehearsal, some treating it like it's the fourth game here. What do you make about all these different approaches, considering how kind of standard it had been in years past? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's interesting to see how people, because it's new, how people, different people are, are approaching it differently. I mean, it is the preseason game that got lopped off was the fourth one, right? So, like, after this week, there's still two whole weeks left before the season. So what does that mean for teams and how they prepare? Uh, one thing is the CBA requires players to be off for three days next week. Uh, they treat it like a bye week, basically. So teams may just see this as, like, this is our last opportunity to really do stuff before the cutdown date and, and all that. Um, and, and see it as the last preseason game, whereas other teams look at it as well as the third preseason game. It's the same distance from the start of the season as it always was. Just because there's not another game after it uh, doesn't make any difference. But and, they, and it depends on what, what kind of shape your roster's in, right? Are you, are you deciding on those last few spots for your 53-man roster that has to be set by Tuesday afternoon? And if that's the case, you may need to play some of those guys over your starters, right? That may be more value in that. So it really does vary team to team depending on what they're trying to accomplish from an evaluation standpoint. Dan, the Cowboys say that Dak Prescott is full go. No more restrictions or anything, but he's not going to play in the preseason game. So what does that mean? Will they get him hit before the season starts? Because it doesn't feel like that's going to be the case before that Thursday night in Tampa. Oh, no, no, they're not going to let their own guys hit him. No, yeah. that's not. That would be unprecedented, I think, in uh, in uh, recent NFL history for sure. No, I, I think they're going to – what happened here is, like, Dak had the idea that he wanted to play in a preseason game just to sort of test out the ankle and, you know, clear that psychological hurdle. But then the shoulder thing happened, and that has taken precedence, right? The recovery from that, the ramp up in terms of that, had replaced the ankle as the as the front and center concern. So the risk of him doing something to the shoulder by going off of the prescribed plan the doctors have set for his recovery from that is too great to warrant putting him in a game just so he feels better about his ankle. He'll, his first game action is going to be against Tampa, and that's going to have to be where, you know, he, he clears whatever hurdles are necessary for him to clear coming off that ankle injury. I think if he hadn't had the – the, the shoulder issue, he probably would have gotten at least a couple of series in one of these preseason games, especially since they had four of them. Uh, but um, 
once that happened, that became the priority, make sure his arm was okay going into the season. Well, listen, I, you know, I know it's never going to happen in practice usually, but then I heard Joe Judge talk about this. Granted, it's a different situation with Saquon Barkley than it is with a guy like Dak Prescott. But take a listen to this, and I'll, I'll follow up in a second about what the Giants head coach had to say about the importance of getting hit when you've been out with an injury. I think every player has to have physical contact and experience the hits they're going to take in a game before it becomes live, full speed, and regular season. And the reality of nature is the speed of the game increases from preseason to regular season to postseason. That's just what happens. For us to put a player on the field without preparing him either through practice or preseason games without contact, we're putting that player in danger and at disservice. So that's what I, I was just a little bit curious about if they would approach it a little differently with Prescott because that is going to be a night where he is going to be wondering what works and and what doesn't and how confident he can be in what's going on. Yeah. Look, I mean, Joe's talking about Saquon there. Yep. Right. I think um, it's just always different for a quarterback. Yeah. It just is. I mean, they, 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 you know, I know Saquon's been wearing a red Jersey in practice this week, a non-contact Jersey, but it's very rare that a non-quarterback wears that Jersey and a quarterback wears it every day. So I just don't think that I don't think that's a line that coaches are going to want to cross in terms of, you know, we're going to put our quarterback in harm's way from our own guys. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, joining us on the Goodyear hotline. All right, Dan, the Saints named Jameis Winston their starting quarterback for this season. No real surprise there. When you look at Sean Payton's job to try to transform him into somebody that doesn't turn the football over, is it a realistic expectation that he can uh, make Jameis Winston a quarterback that throws uh, at least two touchdowns to every pick that he throws during the year when he's never done it before? <laughs> I think it's a, it's a reasonable hope as opposed to a reasonable expectation, right? We won't know for sure. There's a there's an old axiom that you know once the once the real game action starts and the guy's under real pressure. Uh, that he'll revert to what he used to do, right? Um, and maybe in Jameis's case, that means put the ball in harm's way. Uh, but he's been there for more than a year now. He's he's in that program. He certainly had Sean Payton in his ear enough to know the importance of playing it safe when the when the uh, situation calls for it. So, and he has Alvin Kamara. I, I mean, you can't underestimate the importance of this. Mm-hmm. It, this is as good a, a, a checkdown option as there's ever been. And I think, you know, I was at their practice a couple of weeks ago, training camp practice, and it was like, are they using Kamara too much in practice? Like, like he was getting a lot of work. Uh, so, I, I think, I think it's a reasonable hope, and, and I think. Um, his talent is such that you you kind of pull for it because you want to see how great he can be. Um, and certainly if, if they've accomplished that, then it's a massive feather in Peyton's cap as if he needed another one. But, um, hmm. yeah, I, I'm fascinated to find out. We are living day-to-day, as we always do in this league, but more so than ever before, especially with practices. And we saw that this week with Mac Jones, didn't we? Amazing one day, not so great the next. Cam Newton uh, back yesterday on the practice field. Dan, how do you expect the situation in New England to play out? Well, Mac Jones will be the starter at some point, and I, I think it's entirely possible uh, that it's week one. I think Newton has been great for them. 
uh, and he's been a model citizen for them since he's been there, and they like his work ethic and his attitude and, and his leadership and all that stuff. Um, but I think ultimately, you know, there are there are issues with his game as a thrower that they just haven't been able to overcome, and as a result of that, I think they probably go to the kids sooner rather than later. I also think, Chris, honestly, and nobody wants to talk about this, but like the fact that Newton was away this week because of COVID reasons, and he was being treated like an unvaccinated player, which leads us to believe that he is one, you know, that, that if you're unvaccinated, you're at greater risk of missing a game in a regular season than someone who who's vaccinated. And reliability and availability matter a lot. Like you don't want to be Bill Belichick and wake up on a Sunday morning and find out your quarterback can't play because he was a close contact. Whereas if he'd been vaccinated, he wouldn't be designated a close contact. So I think the fact that he missed practice this week for that reason has to factor into this decision, especially if it's close. Yeah, and we're obviously seeing this play out in a big way up in Buffalo. Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider, joining us right now. Sean McDermott's frustrated, and you can understand why. It's not just that this continues to be an issue, but his players continue to talk about it quite a bit. This is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, Dan. Uh, is Cole Beasley, is, he's a good player. Is he talking his way out of Buffalo right now? I don't think so. I, I don't. I think he's a, an important player for them, and, and I don't think they're looking to to cut him. Certainly, um, he, he's not. He's talking their, his way out of their good graces. I think. I mean, I was at that camp too, and I asked a lot of people like, "How's this going with you know with with the vaccination stuff?" And and everybody had the same kind of answer, which was, you know, communication's key, and everyone's listening to everyone, and everyone's respecting everyone's opinion, and all, and so it, it's okay. Um, but again, this this gets out of the realm of of vaccine debate, which whatever, whatever side you're on, that's not really what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is there are different rules for vaccinated versus unvaccinated this year and unvaccinated are at greater risk of not being available to the team. And I think that's where the coach's frustration comes in. Right now, there are other aspects of it. You know, Ron Rivera is frustrated in Washington. He had cancer. He's like, why don't these guys care enough? Uh, to not put me at risk. But I'm talking about in general, coaches are worried about this blowing up their season. Uh, and, you know, that's that's a factor. If all of a sudden two or three of your wide receivers can't play on a given week, it's going to be tough to overcome. And Sean McDermott knows that, and he wishes it were otherwise. And I think that's why he's frustrated. And I think that's why, you know, I mean, again, I don't think Cole Beasley's in danger of getting cut. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, certainly he's not – He's not making life easy for the coaching staff in the front office. Uh, the league has said they tried to or have proposed making vaccinations mandatory for players. We know the Players Association has not really been on board with that so far. Is there any chance that they would give in on that before the season started? I don't think so. It really hasn't reached that level of discussion from what I understand. I mean, what happened is vaccinations start coming out and a lot of the players – expressed concern, preemptive concern to the union about, are they going to make us get this? Cause I'm not fully comfortable with it. And so the union, which is his job is to fight for the players sort of went to the league and said, look, we're not going to, we're not going to agree to a mandate. Um, and that, you know, so they're saying they protected the player's choice. Um, and then they would just hope they make the right one, which not everyone is, but um, yeah, I, I, th- I don't think that's going to be a, a thing that, that comes up. I mean, I know a lot, a lot of businesses have been able to do it. Um, 
but I don't think the NFL is going to be able to pull that off because I think the, the opposition from the union will be too strong and uh, they're going to have to figure out a way around it, which is what they're doing with these different restrictions for different, for different people. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's where it's going. Last one. Well, I mean, for- Chris, this whole last year and a half, <laughs> no one knows what the next turn in the story is going to be. So <laughs> if something happens that makes the situation more dire, Maybe, but I, I don't think it's looking that way. Last one for Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider. Dan, other than what we've discussed so far, final preseason game, what intrigues you the most? What are you going to be following the most closely? Well, I mean, is the Patriots the last quarterback competition that's still undecided, right? I think that's, that's going to be interesting to see how much those guys play. Um, Burrow playing for the Bengals, I don't think he's going to play much, but I think the fact that he's getting into a game is interesting. Um, because, you know, for, similar to Dak Prescott, right, he hasn't been on the field since he got hurt, uh, you know, in a game. So I'm interested to see how that goes. You know, th- there's a couple things. I'm not usually a big fan of the preseason, but this, this one has had more than its share of storylines. Dan, appreciate it, man. Thanks very much for the insight. Anytime, Chris. Thank you. Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. And, yeah. Football is almost here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, as the season is quickly approaching. DraftKings is your one-stop shop to make it rain all season long. Bring bring yourself even closer to the action by using DraftKings. They are giving all new players a free shot at a million dollars during week one. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, Preseason is the perfect time to test your strategy. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings app now. Use code GREENY. For a limited time, new players can get a free shot at a million dollars during week one. Don't miss out on the action. Enter code GREENY to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code GREENY, G-R-E-E-N-Y, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your last chance to get in now on what you're looking for from your team as they approach their final preseason game this weekend. Also, the Yankees in a position having won 12 in a row where we're no longer talking about just making the playoffs, but the importance of winning the division. And also the flops in the league this year. I've got the Saints, the Cowboys, the Browns, and the Steelers, not to mention the Patriots as a potential flop, along with Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. These are all guys and all teams that I think are going to be disappointments this year at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The Giants and the Patriots had that joint practice this week up in New England. A couple of days worth leading up until that final preseason game on Sunday. And... Joe Judge was talking quite a bit about Saquon Barkley, wanting to get him hit, wanting to get him uh, in that position uh, of being ready for the season. But also, John Mara 
had to be frustrated with what he saw. When I look at the Giants and Daniel Jones and we're talking about flops in the NFL, there is such a thin line for Daniel Jones and the Giants. It's amazing to me. He could easily go the direction of flop or he could easily go the other way. The Giants spent a lot of money. They've spent a lot of draft capital. They got a little more of it this year as insurance for Daniel Jones. But they need to position themselves here with this quarterback to win the NFC East. This is not a very good division. And when you go up to New England and get your tails pushed around a little bit this week, it's got to be bothersome for the owner. Here's Lewis Riddick, ESPN Monday Night Football analyst, on that very topic and the Giants owner, John Mara. What else do I need to do here in order to get us back to where the New York Giants are supposed to be, which is being a contending franchise, Mm -hmm. knocking on the door of Super Bowls? Not, are we okay? Are we in contention to win the East? Knocking on the door of Super Bowl titles is what they, what they are accustomed to. And I think as this year plays itself out, and it's not just on Daniel Jones, if that's not where they are trending towards, he will be resetting this place once again. Yeah, and that's why I'm not ready to quite call them a flop, but I'm also very concerned. I think they're going to win the division, but boy, I don't have great confidence in that. Let's hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Alice in Pennsylvania, up next on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Not happy with my Steelers take. Alice, what's up? I know. <laughs> I'm not happy with Steelers take. Nobody likes the Steelers. I, you know what? I'm looking for, though. Honestly, I'm actually a Steelers fan, look- Alice. I'm a Steelers fan. I'm a- and I grew up and I feel this way. <laughs> Oh, I'm one of not many um, Steelers fans who like Dwayne Haskins. I always liked him. I think he had a bad situation in Washington. Combination of things. But I want, I'm interested in seeing him with our starters because he's shown a lot of promise. I went to training camp and spent the day, watched him play. I've heard like from his teammates, from Ben, Tomlin likes him. I'm, I'm interested to see in how he does with our starters. I hope he does well. Mm. I personally don't think Mason Rudolph is our future. I oh, think he's I a good totally clipboard character. He'll be a good backup. Yeah, Sorry, I don't think I either one is, Alice. Like Thanks it. for the call. I, I, neither of those guys is the future. Now, Mike Tomlin did say this week that be careful. If you think you understand what we're doing and that Mason Rudolph has already definitively won the second string job, you might be wrong about that. And it's assumed that that's the case because he's not playing in this final preseason game. Okay, Dwayne Haskins is going to play with the starters. It wasn't about a bad situation in Washington for Dwayne Haskins. It was about immaturity. I loved him coming out of college. Loved him. Loved him. I was ready to marry him. But he was a major disappointment. And the one thing that I overlooked in evaluating him wasn't just about the physical skills. It was about maturity. It's just, it's honestly one of those things where you've got Dwayne Haskins and he's somebody that has not been able to prove himself in the league. 
And now he gets a chance to do that with the starters here. Is he the Steelers' third stringer? Is he going to hang with the team? I want to believe that his career is salvageable. I want to believe that. I'm not sure that it is. This weekend preview brought to you by Bank of America. Customized cash rewards credit card. Earn 3% cash back. Online shopping. Copyright 2021. Bank of America Corporation. Stay tuned. We've also got some major soccer news potentially coming as well. ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.